Hey, Becca. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. What are we doing here today? Listen, um, I mean, this is uh, this is something we've been wanting to do, or at least I've been wanting to do it for quite a while. I've actually been dreaming about this and uh, thinking about this for a, a while now. Um, and this is really like uh, the incarnation and the, the 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 very first real estate unfiltered podcast. And the reason why it's unfiltered is why. Well, gosh, because um, we can tell no lies, right? So <laughs> this this has to be real. So if we see say things, we can't help what comes out of our mouth. So that's who we are. We wanna we wanna provide something very real to um, our our viewers and our listeners. Um, and I think unfiltered is the only way to go because otherwise it would be a big lie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the the reality is this. Listen, this this is a podcast for our people, right? Like we, uh, you know, to start out, who are we, right? Like, uh, you know, we are. Uh, sales managers uh we love our people fiercely we are champions of our people um and this is a way for us to get our point across in a way that is real it is raw and it is um i mean we will try our very best i think to be somewhat appropriate right um within the it's not gonna be easy but the reality is like we are who we are right i mean you know we are who we are so this is just this is a culmination of all of those moments where we have wanted to say, say something we wanted to speak our truth we wanted to talk about things in a really real way and we haven't had an opportunity to and we just and and this was just like listen i think we need to speak this and i think we need to talk about this and we need to get this in a format where it doesn't have to be a zoom meeting right so how sick are we of zoom meetings yeah, hate it. I mean, how cool would it be? I mean, with the one or two listeners potentially that we get if they're on in their car and they're listening to us as they drive somewhere to, sh to show, maybe generous. But otherwise, I will put us in my car and listen to us as I do my travels. I will too. I mean, I, I will definitely turn put us on just so that I can crack my own self up uh, listening to us banter, but, um, you know, because you are one of my very, very favorite people, not that this is going to become a love sesh. Although at times I'm warning you listeners, uh, that it will at times become a love sesh, uh, because I love this woman very, very much. But, um, you know, this is really something that, uh, I wanted to, uh, bring so that a yes, it's it's for your car, right? You're driving around, you're you're running between listing appointments, or you're out showing buyers. Uh, hopefully, they're in their own vehicle with their kids eating Cheerios in their own car, uh, and you can sit in your nice clean car and listen to us banter back and forth. Um, and uh, and you, there's no time constraint. This is going to be I don't know how many minutes it, it will be. It might be six minutes. It might be twenty six minutes, depending on the week. I don't think we've ever done anything in six minutes. So I would guess that it's going to probably be a little bit longer than that. Um, one thing I'd like to ask, Rebecca, is so we have a lot of new people, right? A lot of people who don't even know who we are. Um, and that just kills me because when we, when we originally um, built this business from the ground up, we knew everybody's name and we knew 
so much about them. And with COVID and our growth and all those things, it's just been really hard to keep that going, right? Like to know everybody when we don't get to see them. So I think, can you give a little, um, uh, tell them a little bit about you and, and where you came from and, and why you're here? Well, Chris, I was <laughs> born, no. <laughs> Let's see. Um, we don't need to go like that back. <laughs> That's a long story. Nobody needs to hear it. Yes. I, uh, let's see. I was, uh, I came uh, to Compass uh, March 2018 uh, as the first employee. I, although I, this is disputed, I know, between Ryan Viner and myself. Uh, as yeah. the first employee. To fight every time. <laughs> Uh, uh, hired was, I think he signed his contract first. I had the first laptop. I don't know who cares, but anyway, that being said, um, March of 2018, I was hired by compass. Um, Ryan and I opened the market together. I will say that. Um, and we, we opened compass, right. Um, and there were no agents. Um, there was no Chris Nelson yet. Um, and, uh, we really, I sat at my kitchen table wondering what the heck I was going to do. I've been in the business 15 years. Um, I have been a buyer's agent on a team. I have owned and operated my own independent real estate firm. Um, I've sold a lot of real estate. I went through the downturn and built, uh, uh, uh an REO business. So I've, I've done all the things I've hired all the wrong people. <laughs> including family members, uh, ex-boyfriends from high school. I mean, all, all of the things. Um, uh, and then um, built the business so that I was able to step out of it. Um, and then uh, tried to figure out what I wanted to do with my life when I took a year off. Um, I was a crock, put, crock pot cooking mom, carpool driving mom during that year um, and ran, um, uh, decided to uh, run another real estate team for a year um, and then decided to get into real estate leadership. So I, I got into leadership for Keller Williams. I ran uh, a Keller Williams office, uh, Keller Williams uh, downtown Seattle, um, built that office up and then was general manager for six offices for Ben Kinney offices. If For those of you who are Keller Williams agents, maybe that have joined Compass um, and then uh, was hired by Compass. So in 2018, so that's kind of like my little story in a nutshell um and then here today right in 2021 and uh have seen all of the things from incarnation embryonic status uh when we had you know the business license that literally had like my home address on it to where we are today which is so exciting and so fun but chris tell us about you because you have just this amazing like incredible history in real estate and we are so so lucky to have you so why don't you let are you calling me old ah no <laughs> i'm oh, not okay. calling you yeah. <laughs> I, I always hear when you have history or experience that seems old like i'm old but um i am old old af some would say but that's how i feel most days uh so yeah i uh i came from a i born and raised here in the seattle area um I, at 18, took off and went to find my way. Um, I had a different path in mind than real estate, but I found real estate when I was in Minneapolis, and I used that to make some income to provide me a different part of my life, which was a passion of mine, which was flying at the time. Um, I realized after uh, 
some hiccups in in that, uh, some medical things that flying was not for me. So I always joke that real estate found me. I did not find real estate. I did okay at it. Um, I built a business in Minneapolis. And when I was about 24, I decided it was time to come home. So came back to Seattle. Um, quickly thereafter, I met my husband. We had our son. Um, I joined real estate. I joined the Windermere Real Estate DC Family Organization in 1994. Uh, Don DC hired me at that time, which uh, an amazing icon in this business. Um, and I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Uh, did that for about 15 years and, and quickly became kind of an assistant manager, probably because I just have a big mouth um, and people would come to me. And, um, and really, my, our, my manager at the time wasn't somebody I would go to for questions. He was just looked like he was having a great time. He had a photography business and I, he's a dear friend of mine today, but he looked like it was, this was gravy, right? So I was like, mm, well, I turned 40 and thought, well, if I was ever going to get into management, I want to have something to offer. And I can probably run my sales business that my husband and I had been doing for about 15 years and be a manager at the same time. No problem. Big problem. About three days in, I realized that's not the kind of manager I'm going to be. Um, I'm an all-in kind of person. And so we made that decision. My husband took our sales business and I continued on with management, have bounced around. I went to John L. Scott for five years uh, in their downtown Bellevue office. And then I went back to Windermere for five years and then Compass came a calling and, and here I sit today. Well, we are so, so lucky to have you. And I, um, you know, I will never forget the night that I, I got the opportunity to meet you. And I, it was so funny to be able to re recall this moment the other day. I haven't talked about this in a very long time, um, but I was actually on a, on a coaching call the other day. And to be able to tell this story, which, you know, many people don't know the story about how, how I met you, but, um, it, you know, the first time I ever met Chris, uh, was when we were having a party, um, one of our opening days of, of, of opening compass here in the market. And it was a very, it was a big party. Um, all these people that, by the way, just so everyone's clear, I had no idea, uh, how, uh, the agent community viewed Keller Williams agents when I was hired. So, I blissfully came in and took this sales manager job, having no clue that all these fancy founding brokers and all these fancy brokers that were coming on had thought that, that Keller Williams managers were just terrible, right? <laughs> Including me. And um, so I had a very big mountain to climb when, when we first opened this market and unbeknownst to me, uh, uh, it was, it was, <laughs> quite the uh, climb, but thankfully they gave me a chance. And so anyway, there was this big party. I met all these people. I was getting to know all the agents that we had started recruiting and all this stuff. And here is this woman who is, uh, you know, that I'm going to meet for the first time. And I'm having dinner with Robert Refkin, who is the CEO of our company at the same time. And so, uh, we, I, Robert's like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go have dinner. And um, we, he says, do you like sushi? And, and I say, yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of like sushi, but I don't like sushi like he likes sushi, like he loves sushi. And, and um, of course, I don't know Chris. 
And um, I say, sure, yeah. So we walk into the sushi restaurant and um, he says, this is the best sushi place ever. And they didn't have a seat for us. And uh, I said, he, he starts to leave. And I said, they're gonna have a seat for us. And sure enough, we, we get out to the street because we'd left and because they didn't have a seat for us. And the woman in the restaurant runs after us and says, sir, sir, we have a seat. And so we go and sit down and um, Chris walks in. Little do I know, because I know this about her now, but little do I know, Chris would never have sat next to me at the table, right? That's right. Um, because that's just not how she rolls. Like she will take a power position every time. This is what I know about her. <laughs> that's a secret. power plays this is what she does she power yeah. plays. but anyway she will sit in the power spot every single time because she came in last right so she had the choice to sit next to robert or next to me she chose to sit next to me meanwhile at this dinner which is in it's an omakase is that what it's called yeah okay so basically I, chef's choice right 900 so plates of yeah. food <laughs> so many i don't love sushi that much by the way no, not all the things that you can't, you can't describe the look of it, slimy, it may, nope, not. And so we're sitting there and here I am telling Robert all of my wisdom about how he needs to spend more time with his family and he needs to be with his kids more and how he like, he's like, blah, blah, blah. And I'll blah, 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 blah. And my big mouth and everything else. And Chris is like, who is this woman? What? I thought it was pretty bold. <laughs> I said, I said, power position. You gave away the power. Power mouth. Power mouth. That's a great, yes, power mouth. Power no, mouth. it was, that was an amazing night though. I think that um, there was a, there was a kinship that was created immediately upon meeting you. And um, that just has, you know, it, every, it's just grown every day. And I, I think all the time, who would have ever thought to put two women in a room together at this at this these positions and you know do these really hard things that we've never done i mean we're growing and learning way outside of our comfort zone and to still be able to support each other and have each other's backs um it to me is just a gift in my life and i've learned so much just about friendship and that it's okay to ask for help right like i i was a type that i do everything myself and I, I feel like if you can get a partner that you can trust in, in any part of your life, right? Boy, does life get easier. And, and not even easier, if, even if it's hard, because we've had some hard, we've trudged through a lot of mud, but we've had fun while we did it. I 100% agree. And I think this is kind of the culmination of that, right? This is our way of being able to share um, some of those stories and also to share with you some of the things we've learned along the way, right? This is a, a really powerful um, opportunity, right? We have something that we wanna share with you um, as an agent community, as a uh, women in leadership opportunity, right? Um, as a, a, a coaching opportunity. And what we're gonna do as we move forward with these podcasts is we're gonna interview we're going to interview great agents who are compass agents. We're going to interview new agents who've joined us and find out why 
right? Find out why they've joined us, right? There's reasons why we came to Compass and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, things that are happening obviously in the company and um, things that we need to just talk about just like nuts and bolts and things, you know, just housekeeping items. Um, but we would just encourage you as we move along, if there's anything that you'd specifically like to hear about or anything you're curious about, um, you know, reach out to us. We would love the feedback and love your insight, but this is a way to get to know us. So if there's anything specifically you want to know, um, you know, we'll, we'll answer anecdotal questions that you might have, but also, you know, if there's anyone specifically you, you would like to have us interview, um, we'd love to know that too. Anything else, Chris, before we move into our first interview? No, I think, um, the only other thing I would say is if you have ideas after listening to this, I mean, we're, you know, we think we're funny. Um, and, and we think we have a lot to offer, but if you don't think that that's great, but then come up with something and, and let's, let's get you, you know, featured here. So if you've got something to offer or something really specific that you think, and I mean, no topic too hard, right? Like we'll address the tough things, um, unless of course, legally we can't. Um, but I think that, um, we will, we will address everything we can and we, we will make a commitment to you guys to be, um, real and raw and, um, and here for you. All right. See you guys. Here we go. We are live with our very first uh, podcast edition where we're interviewing somebody. Um, so today we are going to be interviewing Brett Butler, which we are super excited to have here today. Um, we've got some questions and things for you, but I'm going to pass it over to Becca to um, have her kind of do a little get to know you session. So our listeners and viewers can see what Brett is made of. Well, uh -oh. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> let's the appropriate side of what Brett is made of. Let's just make sure that we're really, really clear about that. Uh, we're not going to oh. tell parties or anything like that. We're not going to talk about that stuff. None of that. We're going to keep it profesh today. All right. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Brett, for joining us today. I'm super excited to have you on. We obviously we were um, thinking about who would be um our first guest and who we would have join us because um you know chris and i obviously talking about who were the most impactful um agents who joined us initially when we opened this market and you were one of the the names that we thought about initially so thank you so much for being here and um sounds like I'm, some of the other agents weren't available then huh <laughs> pretty much i mean roy did cancel last second so. <laughs> You know, he got a hair appointment. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, we're super, super excited to have you on. But um, I'd love to hear a little bit about you. You have a little bit of a unique situation with your business in that you work with your family, Butler and Butler, um, and your, your folks have had a real estate business for uh, a lot of years in the Seattle area. Oh. So I'd love to hear first, um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about uh, Butler and Butler and the way your real estate business is structured, if you would. So I joined uh, the family team, gosh, about 11 years ago now. Um, my mother and father were running it uh, here in the Woodenville kind of Redmond area. They were kind of one of the first to pioneer that we're going to, you know, focus on a geographic area versus the sphere, the time honored, you know, just call all your friends and run from Tequila to Everett. They wanted to really 
eat, work, live, and, and do their business here in the, in the Woodenville area. So about 11 years ago, I joined in after my wife and I moved back from uh, Las Vegas, where I was working for Countrywide Wholesale, and she was working for Pulte Homes, and we jumped right into real estate, and uh, we realized the first couple of years that working with family is absolutely terrible, um, <laughs> but then we made it work. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we just really kind of focus on this area up here. Um, it's, it's great because if, you know, my dad needs to get away or my mom needs to get away, we've got coverage there. So it, it allows for a good work-life balance. Really? That's not what you told me yesterday. Well, you said to keep it PC. <laughs> I, I didn't, you don't have to lie. Yeah, well, you know, then, then the other thing is if they're gone too long and we start to get busy, it's time to get your ass on a plane. That's right. That's right. You've got the power and the punch card. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Well, um, one of the other parts of that is, you know, it creates a unique dynamic with family, right? When um, you have a family who has roots in an area and has loyalties to maybe a certain company or certain um, leadership and certain companies, and then you make a move to a company like Compass. Um, and I know that um, that presented some certain unique uh, dynamic uh conversations and issues for you in your uh, relationship and in your business. So tell us how you ultimately made the shift to come to Compass, because I think now it's been almost three years that you made that that shift. Um, what drove you to make the the shift and 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 come over to Compass when you really I, and I, I'm not going to mention other companies names, but I know that you had a long standing relationship with a yep. local company and um, those are hard relationships to sort of, you know, move and change after, you know, what, 35 years or so that your Since family 1984. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the biggest factor was was longevity. You know, we've we've seen real estate, you know, in this area continue to do its time honored deal. But in a in a market that's rapidly changing tech companies getting out there. Um, I'm I'm not ready to retire. I'd love to, but I'm not ready. And I need, you know, another 20, 30 years of this. What is the company that's going to be around? What's going to give you staying power? And we were kind of tired of these companies just resting on their laurel, laurels being, you know, just kind of fat and happy doing, doing things that they've done for the last 20 years and doing it the same way. I mean, one of the companies said, uh, real estate, we're doing it the old fashioned way. Well, sorry, you're going out of business if you're doing it the old fashioned way. And Compass gave me the ability to have that longevity. We really looked at it as a company that wants to continue to shape real estate, not just be fat and happy and do what you've done for the last 20, 30 years. You need to be constantly evolving. So that, I think that was the biggest shift. It was difficult, obviously, for my parents. They're kind of towards the the end of their career, and they were they were they were comfortable just doing what they've always done before. But they also knew that they needed to do something for me to continue to grow our business. And, and Compass was the was the right choice. Now, of course, there's bumps and, you know, along the road, but I think we're, we're all happy with where we're at at this point. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, we had a, I mean, I, I remember back to those days, right? Um, Becca and I and, and sitting down with your mom and, and we made some, some mistakes along the way too. Um, and this was a very emotional move, which I think most people in real estate that are successful, like you and your family, it, what's the, you know, 
the thing that you're best at is creating relationships. And that, that yeah. starts at the office you work with and the people you work around. So it yeah, was, our really owner difficult. was a good friend. It was a really good friend. And I, I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll open up here. I remember sitting in his, in his office and tearing up and saying I was going to compass. Cause you know, we, we love it. We love that family, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for your family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, super hard. I mean, you know, hearkening back on that time. I mean, all of those conversations were difficult to have, you know, everyone was making big moves like that at that time. Right. Um, yeah. even this now, I mean, our agents are having these conversations with their managing brokers and their, the people that they love and trust and respect even today. Right. Like this isn't right. a new conversation. Um, it's just back in, in at that time, Compass was the big bad wolf coming into town. Right. Nobody knew who Compass was. Um, there were a lot of, uh, you know, misgivings around the company. There are a lot of rumors and a lot of things that were being talked about. And so it was a big risk, you know, at that time to come over. Um, and certainly, yeah, like Chris said, um, you know, we, we spent time with your family and you and, and it, it was a big it was a big move for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, uh, you know, certainly am grateful that uh, that you and your family did make the move because um, I mean, we wouldn't have you if you hadn't. So yeah. I think well, we sealed know, the deal at the lake house. Yeah. Didn't we, what, didn't we seal the final deal at the lake house? That was the final straw where we all broke bread. Yeah, the lake house. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, change is extremely difficult. But if you looked, I think the other big factor was, okay, yeah, Compass had this great idea for moving to the future. You looked at who was going over there. And you're going, if these people are going, this is something special, you know, from the NWG group to Mark to, you know, Margo to Ruth, to Roy to Kelly, Greg Rosenwald, all those guys you looked at, the, those are all top producers in those areas. And the nice thing about really going to Compass initially is, is we created that friendship with those people. And you're finally around top producers. I mean, really top end producers, we're the top top producers at our office and people would always come and ask us what we're doing well now I get to go across the hall and go hey what are you doing Roy what are you doing Greg and because you really looked up to those people so I think that was one of the big reasons that you go to Compass too is is the people that are there well and it's true and obviously I, I didn't I didn't know you Chris or you Becca but we became fast friends and you know and, and really respect the heck out of you guys yeah. Well, the, the, the you get to buy drinks next time, by the way. Yeah, we get, we know, we know. We got it. <laughs> we already know that. Um, listen, your business is up, you know, 61% year over year. I mean, you've had an incredible year, you know, 2020 was a great year for Butler Butler. Um, and, uh, you know, if you could, you could pinpoint what you guys did in 2020, we had a global pandemic, right? Nobody thought real estate was going to be the type of year that we had. Um, what what made the difference for you in 2020 um, over 2019? Like, what what was the difference maker for you? I mean, you guys had a really amazing year. Uh, I would probably say vodka. <laughs> Tito's. <laughs> Tito's. No, I I think we were we were extremely fortunate to to be able to thrive and with what was going on there and I really think it was the fact that we have 
we have the reputation, we have the history of our area. And when you're dealing with, you know, someone's largest asset during the pandemic, you don't go to your cousin or your friend that has their license. You go to the top dog, you go to the best of the best because you need those results. You know, it's, it's even more important in, in crisis. So I think that was probably one of the biggest things. And we, you know, initially in March, we're all kind of going, oh, this is going to be the worst year ever. We re reevaluated how we marketed, but we kept doing it. You know, a lot of people shut down and said, okay, I'm not going to do this campaign. Well, we probably spent more this year than we have, you know, the last two years combined because we knew it was going to be an opportunity here. So we always look at these, these downturns and everything as opportunities to grow our business. And we were just very fortunate to be able to do that this year. All right, Brett. So, I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say, I, I always think back to a time when, when the market, we had a terrible market in nine and 10, and we all know when that was. And a lot of people pulled back for fear, right? I don't want to spend the money. What if I've never sell another house? I need to hoard everything right. I have. And I remember looking at Sally Gregg and, and she had said, I'm going to double down, right? Like I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to double down on every single thing I'm doing. And that was such a remarkable way to watch somebody um, believe in what they, in themselves and what they do and in the future. Uh, and, and it paid off. It still is paying off for yeah. her. Right. So making those choices along the way, what are you going to go on the left or the right on the Y, which, right. which direction are you going to take? Well, you and I talked about this yesterday. You know, this was a great year from us dollar volume wise. I think we served 68 people this year, not hamburgers, uh, clients. <laughs> um, but in 2013, that was actually our largest year ever. We had 91 sales and that was because we marketed during that downturn, the 09, uh, you know, 09 through 2012 and 2013, we started to come out the other end and, and nobody knew of any other agents because nobody was marketing at the time. So we got all the phone calls. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah awesome it's a great point yep. all right brett though you're you're a big dog okay in woodenville but i'm a brand new agent and i'm getting started and i'm in woodenville okay what would you say to me if i'm just getting my feet underneath me right and i'm just getting started and i don't have the kind of business that you have um, you know, if you were getting started and you were brand new into real estate right now, what would be the thing that you would do first, right? If you're giving advice to a newer agent who is, um, is needing to, uh, get their business up and running, maybe I'm not brand new, maybe I'm two years in, maybe I'm three years in, but yeah. I'm, I don't have 68 deals. I'm hoping I get 12 deals this year or 15. Right. What am I doing? Uh, and I'm learning from you because I'm, I'm around you because I'm a compass agent and I'm like the five people I spend the most time with. I've surrounded myself with the, with the big dogs. I'm crossing the hall. Right. And I'm learning from the best. What advice are you going to give me? Well, first of all, if you're coming to Woodenville, I'd tell you to get a new city. Um, we're going <laughs> to kick you. <laughs> well, uh, I'm all, always a big believer that you create your own luck. Um, and there are very few people that can get up every single day and do something real estate related. You know, every single day I'm doing something, whether it's Sunday and, you know, we had the party Saturday, I'd still get up and I'm writing emails, doing something. I think hard work will really pay off um, and have the perseverance because this is not going to be an easy market. But if you get up every single day and you work your butt off uh, and know your inventory, know the stats. Um, when I first started in this, I, 
I made it a huge deal to know my inventory, know that house. So when I'm in front of somebody, I can say, well, yeah, that house did this and blah, 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 blah. But if you come across that, you know, your inventory, you know, what's going on, you create that trust. And, and if you're doing that, you're doing that on a daily basis, uh, the production will come because you do create your own luck. Yeah, preparation, right? You, you it's gonna, yep. you're gonna get to where you go. I mean, I remember we in my early days of selling, we had a farm, and there was not a house that we weren't the first people to preview, right? I know during COVID times it's a little bit more difficult, but you have to know your inventory. It makes you the, yep. you got to be the smartest person in the room if you want to sell real estate for a living and be at the level of success or, or achieve the level of success that you have. Yeah, one of our big pitches when we when we talk to sellers is that the reason you go with us is because we're big because we're doing the business on a daily basis and we can see trends changing from day to day hour to hour do you do a review day do you push the price here um, but you don't have to be doing the production to be able to have that knowledge if you're out there working talking to other agents finding out what's going on i mean i was texting with another agent today just finding out where prices went you know and okay yeah we didn't have a buyer on that house but we know where it went so we can advise our client on the next one um, so you don't have to be doing that production to be able to have that knowledge too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was, uh, you know, getting started in the business and, you know, Brett, I know you, you were doing, uh, you know, I, I can't remember what you were doing in Vegas, but you did something ha having to do with REO business. What was it that you were doing? So I was a wholesale account executive for Countrywide, the BNC paper. Right. So I created all those REOs. Yeah, <laughs> way to go. <laughs> so, Becca, you can thank him. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much. So I was doing- Again, you're buying drinks again. Yeah, so I was doing BPOs. So I didn't have the listings, but I knew all of the market information because I was doing BPOs. So I was getting 50 bucks, and but I knew all the pricing for all the, the properties. I didn't have the listings yet though. Right. But, right. but you're absolutely right. Get out there, drive the, drive the neighborhoods, know where the homes are, know what the homes are listed for, create a collection. Like, you know, if you want to, if you want to know what, what homes are selling for, create a collection in the neighborhood you want to be an expert in. Right. Yeah. Well, I think driving around is really key. I drive around and I go, well, why is that guy putting fresh bark down on his house? Well, he's getting ready to sell. So, you know, I, I wouldn't knock on the door, but send him a letter. And we've actually had where we're out pounding in signs, guy pulls up in his truck said hey I'm thinking of selling my house will you follow me right now that was actually my first listing I ever got was because I was pounding in signs and he pulled up next to me and said come take a look at my house and it was it was my first million dollar sale <laughs> that's awesome you just Maybe. never know right well uh tell us about your goals for this year uh Brett what 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 are the Butler and Butler team what what do you guys want to accomplish what what's some magic you want to have happen with your team this year Ooh, um, I think we want to continue to, I'm, I'm competitive, so I always want to be number one, whether, you know, that's $90 million in business or $40 million or whatever it is, I always want to make sure we're number one. When I jump on the MLS and I see a listing in Woodenville or in Redmond, I get kind of torqued because why didn't they call us? Um, so I, I guess I just, just continue to maintain that competitive edge. Um, you know, I, I don't really necessarily set goals for production level. I just know I'm going to get up every single day and continue to grind and continue to work to be number one. And the production will come from there. Yeah. 
I love that. I mean, it's the it's the slowly then suddenly, um, you know, mindset, right? It's like every single day you do something to build your real estate business, right? Like every single day yep. you do something that is real estate related and the business comes, right? It's, it's yep. amazing. It's such good advice. And always looking for new avenues. I mean, Chris and you, you and I talked yesterday about, hey, where are we lacking? And, you know, and I said, hey, I need to lean on Compass for this because I we're good at all this other stuff, but we're, we're not good at, you know, some of the social media campaigns and how do you geo target with, you know, Facebook and Instagram. So, you know, recognize where you need improvement and rely on people that can help you get there. Yeah. So. I think always. Yeah. I mean, looking at your surroundings and we talked about this, like you're, you're watching what your competition is doing, whether they're your friends or they're your, they're your foes, but you're identifying that these are things that i I want to integrate into my business because I like how this yep. feels. It looks, it, it, it's, it's a, a reflection of us. Right. And then figure yeah. out how to get that done. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, one of the campaigns we recently ran and I'm boosting the heck out of it was because I saw Roy Taus do it and I, you know, I respect him sometimes. Um, and, but it was a good campaign and, you know, we, it, it's, it's working. So there's, there's great tools here that other agents are using and, and, you know, take advantage of them. Yeah. Hey, Chris, you want to, you want to, uh, you want to finish us off here with, uh, with some, yeah. Um, so what, um, any last bits of advice that you would like to share, um, with us or with our, our listeners, um, or just in general? Ooh, advice. I, I don't know. I, I guess it goes back to create your own luck. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Go out there, create your own luck. This market is going to test us, I think, even more this year. Um, so have perseverance. And I, I need to do a better job on it. Reach out to support uh, people that can support you, whether that's other agents, whether that's your marketing assistant, whether it's a coach. I've never been big into coaching, but, um, you know, whatever keeps you going and keeps you kind of grinding away. I, I even saw over the Christmas break, I was having a hard time getting motivated, but then when the phone starts ringing, you get that excitement going and you, you start grinding again. So get out there and create your own luck. I do think this is going to be a, a tough market, you know, for 2021, um, but the, the cream rises, the, rises to the top and the strong will survive. Yep. 100% agree. I think that business begets business right? Sometimes yep. it takes a long time to blow the lid off the pot. And once it does, it, then business starts coming in. So nobody that's listening has sold their last home. You guys, are, everybody right. here is very successful agents. They know what they're doing. It's just coming in different waves to different people. Yep. All okay. right. We got some fun stuff for you. Fire round. Uh-oh. You ready? All right. I, I, brought, I bet I could answer all these quicker than you and probably better, but I'm going to ask can. anyway. Wine or liquor? Liquor. What kind? Vodka. Sweet or savory? Mm, savory. Not a sweet tooth guy. Mm. Favorite time of year? Uh, summer. Because you can be out at Priest Lake. Right? Of course. <laughs> Wake uh, up, my bones don't hurt. And... <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. Uh, what's your favorite indulgence? Ooh, favorite indulgence, sleeping in. Oh, I love that. That's a great one. And um, if money was no object, what would you do? Say that again. If money was no object, what would you do? 
Are you there? This was the good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay, did you hear it? No, go one more time. Okay, if money was no object, what would you do? I go back to school and get every possible degree. Really? learner i love it well this was um really informative and super fun and it we know i think we all know how much we love each other and um compass has brought us so many blessings and, and one of them is having people like you that we didn't get to know before and we know now so uh, we're just grateful that you spent some time with us today and beck you got any last parting thoughts no, just uh, thrilled that you joined us, Brett. I, we may have lost you, but uh, I think we got we got most of it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Oh, do we have you? You have me. Oh, good. Okay. Well, well we were just saying thank yep, you, Brett. We love you, you and we are uh, we're grateful for you and and your amazing family, and um, we're just honored that we get to be in business with you. Absolutely. We appreciate your support and thanks for having me on. Have All a right. great day. Take care. Thanks, Brett. All right. Talk Bye, to you guys Brett. soon. Okay. Bye. -bye. Bye.